step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everyone, happy Friday. This is Rahul here with another Mixed by Gen Z episode. Today, we're talking about what it means to be mixed with, quote-unquote, the colonizer and the colonized. So, what do I mean by that? Well, the other day on Instagram, I saw something related to um, the mixed experience, and it said something about, like, like, how do you reckon with being mixed with the colonizer and the colonized? And so that got that got me thinking. Even though most, not all, but most colonization has been over for a long time, its terrible, terrible effects still exist today. For example, um, I saw I've seen videos about from South Asian doctors talking about how uh, British colonialism induced famines um, in the South Asian region led to literal biological changes in um, South Asians that led them predisposed to things like obesity and diabetes because um, they experienced a time when just because of whatever the effects of the famine were, just not having enough access to food. And so their body um, reacted to that accordingly. Similarly, um, everything about how countries in the global South are, um, we always see them in the news. We see their political, economic, social systems all seem seemingly much um, less put together than uh, the West or um, Europe. And I think often it's thought that that's a reflection of the people because what, they've had 50, 100 years to uh, figure it out and why haven't they? Well, it's because the resources and the um, their, their ways of life were drastically um, changed and affected and uprooted and just and recalibrated and then they were left to deal with all of the the aftermath of of colonization themselves and especially if they are precious natural resources that could help them um make money etc and money is the key to everything in um in this world and so if that was stolen from them along with much else then how can we expect them to just be like us then so 
that all goes to say that, and then even colonization still exists. Um, and though we don't really talk about it because I think it's 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 on a much smaller scale, but there are still island nations um, in the Pacific. I'm pretty sure that the, the arrangement with a country technically is a remnant of um, colonization. And I mean, even the U.S.'s relationship with Puerto Rico initially came out of um, Americans taking over, Americans uh, essentially colonizing the region. And now it's just evolved a little bit from that, where it's might not necessarily be entirely colonization, but they're certainly not their own country. And the only reason that is, is because um, we fought for them from Spain, etc. And that was a few hundred years ago. And since then, um, they've not even gotten something like independent statehood, um, let alone to be their own country. So that is just a preface to today's conversation. So back to what it means to be mixed with the colonizer and the colonized. So today, or any mixed person born today, could not actually be mixed with a colonizer and a colonized individual just because of how many years have happened since um, colonization was really uh, going and and now but we all have ancestors uh, who are li- who are likely affected by colonization so let's take this example my dad is not a colonizer nor were his parents or any of his recent generations ancestors etc but at one point his family lived um, in the united kingdom and came to the united states at some point in the united kingdom as we may know is the same place that conquered much of the world including india where my mom's family is from you know the the phrase the sun never sets on the british empire and that phrase existed because the british had colonized so many places and every possible time zone almost that you could just keep going from British uh, territory to British territory at one point in time and never see the sunset because the time would always keep changing. So I can't help but think that at some point, my dad's distant ancestors may have taken harmful actions towards my mom's distant ancestors. And to bring this con- this discussion to something more recent, Racism. My dad probably had uncles or grandparents or even older generations that would have looked at people like my mom with disgust or twisted ideas of social Darwinism and racial hierarchy. Now, I am someone with an identity that may have caused people on both sides of my family to denounce my existence. Unfortunately, being mixed race is not just about the happy moments of cultural fusion and celebration. It's not even about the struggle of having to explain what are you or um, racial ambiguity. This struggle is not necessarily a social one, rather an internal one, because it really does vary and depend on what your mix is. So before I talk about what can be done about this struggle and how one can approach it and try to learn from it and grow from it and not let it necessarily bother them too much, 
I just want to make sure that it is clear what I mean by mixed with the colonized from the colonized. Essentially, being mixed with white in most cases was colonizer, although not to be uh, exclusive, there are also other uh, my also other groups that were colonizers. But for our purposes, much of the world, except for a few select regions, were colonized by white people. And then today, someone may have a parent who's white and a parent who belongs to a group that at one point was colonized by white people. And the effects of colonization does live on. For example, in Indian culture, there is an example about how women used to wear saris, which is a traditional garment for Indian for, for South Asian women. And they used to wear it without a blouse or something, and the sari functioned still well. It was just that was how it was worn culturally and worn like that for hundreds of years. But after British colonization, during British colonization, the British did not think that wearing a sari without a blouse would be was appropriate and they thought that it was it was vulgar and just not the right way to wear a, a cultural garment that was not theirs. And so then they initiated that everyone must wear a blouse with their sari. And now pretty much every South Asian woman for for now decades has worn a blouse with their sari because it was mandated. And that is an effect of their of, of British colonization. And their ancestors were told that they need to wear a blouse with their sari. And now they were told that. And there was never really a return to the original cultural tradition, which I think is really key, is that, yes, culture can change on its own, but when it changes by external factors that might be forced on them or might not necessarily be forced upon them, it's not it's not a it's not fair because then an entire group of people are subjugated to a change that they did not ask for and because of the way in which they are treated if they do not accept that change the consequences would be much worse than just having to accept it and so now here we are in the in, in 2023 and we see these effects and we might not be thinking about them as much, but they do exist. And I also do think it's important to learn about a culture that was the, the, the culture that you, a culture you may belong to and how it might have been different before it was touched by, by colonialism and after. And every time I learn about an aspect of just my own South Asian culture and how colonialism affected it, I mean, I feel sad and as upset, angry, frustrated. But then I also just, I feel like the only way I could really reckon with it is to acknowledge and know that I'm doing my part by knowing and acknowledging this history and, for example, sharing it on this podcast so um, more people would hear about it. And then at the end of the day, having to move on, knowing that I know my history and I feel empowered because of that. And I don't sit here and, and blame my dad for whatever happened to people, to my mom's ancestors. But I just know that at one point, our ancestors would not have agreed and would probably have not supported their relationship at all. And there are mixed people who still today 
their parents are in interracial relationships and those immediate family members don't support them at all. I'm very grateful that that is not the case in my family, but still, mixes can be very complicated, especially with histories of colonialism and racism and social Darwinism, racial hierarchy. All of these isms go together and essentially originated from very similar places, people, and ideas. So now, what can we do about it? First, as I said, understanding that we must acknowledge the past in order to look to the future. I cannot and do not condone any of my ancestors' actions toward each other, but I can use my awareness of them to further my own understanding of my place in society. I cannot change history, but I can make sure that we don't relive it. As a mixed-race person, I have the unique opportunity to be a bridge between worlds that may not agree with each other or may not have agreed with each other at one point, and I can present myself as proof that a multiracial family is not catastrophic. This is not to say that mixed people will solve racism or are the answer to all of our societal's racial problems, because racism still exists and mixed people exist, so clearly I, it, they can still exist together. Rather, we are just another example of why racism has no standing in our society. Being able to be a bridge between multiple cultures and create something beautiful like cultural fusion, multiculturalism, etc. is a really important and amazing aspect of the mixed experience. But also with societal problems like racism and discrimination and a mixed person who finds themselves at the crossroads of their features or their lived experiences and having to deal with both the privilege potentially of one of their backgrounds, as well as the discrimination of that one of their backgrounds faces. Dealing with both of those at the same time can be very complicated, and it can definitely affect a person in ways that not, might not necessarily be the same as the people who are experiencing privilege and the people who are experiencing solely discrimination. To be caught in the, the crossroads of both and not necessarily knowing how much privilege you have, but also how much discrimination you're facing. Just, first of all, nobody should be having any privileges or discrimination, and so already it's a complicated subject. And having someone have both of them, it seems like a paradox, right? How can you have, have both, and sh shouldn't it just be one? But society is not... Society is, is not that straightforward, so it really does, I think, take a toll on a mixed person because there is a thinking about, okay, I acknowledge that my ancestors did this in order to, hundreds of years later, like I, we can still see their actions and how that created structural, societal, and cyclical privileges for them. And I have that. But then I also have the effects that that the things that those same answers did to benefit themselves and also to put a specific group down. And now I'm a part of both of those groups who were once affected by them positively and negatively. So where does that leave me? It's a really complicated question. But of course, healthy joking about it is okay. That's why I think the, the phrase mixed with the colonizer and the colonized. Um, it's definitely, like, when I first saw that, I was like, what? But then 
I realize in, and I think it's okay to laugh about, but not in an insensitive way, but rather, it also depends what your mix is, of course, but as somebody who kind of can relate to that, um, I just think about like, wow, I mean, history really is, is, is crazy. And in just a few hundred years, I don't know, I, I'm in a, I've been taking a lot of history classes and society for thousands of years progressed, but it progressed individually in more specific areas of the world. And there wasn't necessarily a lot of contact between many of these areas. Then all of a sudden, in just three, four, five hundred years, as society started contacting each other, it has changed so much more dramatically than it ever did necessarily in those thousands of years before. And so taking that all into perspective, also taking into perspective that we are all human and we all have our own lifespans and we're all on a floating rock in space, as, as people say. And that I think, especially because this can be such an emotional subject that, you know, somebody can really get worked up about it depending on their past and their family structure, etc. And so taking an understanding of this, but making sure that it's healthy and allowing yourself to take it a little bit lightly, because if we really were to take this subject as serious um, as possible, it would just, it would be very, very depressing. And that's not what I'm in the business of doing right now. I just want to inform you, not depress you too. So of course, healthy joking about it is okay in whatever way you feel that coping and coping with the acknowledgement of having a very complicated mixed background or ancestry, et cetera, just coping with that in any way possible is definitely beneficial. So I really do hope that you learned something today about this phrase mixed with the colonizer and the colonized. It might apply to you. It might not. And either way, it is something that is important because many mixed people are mixed with one white parent and one non-white parent. And there is a lot of legacies. And we see all the, a lot of mixed people talk about how one side of their family is, might be racist towards them and the other family might be a victim of that racism. And then are always wondering, like, how do we really reconcile this reality and this this duality of my ancestry? So it is a really complicated topic. I did my best covering it, and I'm sure there are things that I forgot. But please let me know. Um, comment on all of Mixed by Gen Z's social media platforms. Does your mix have a complicated history? Tell us about it, and uh, maybe in another episode we can talk more about any comments that we receive. So please remember to follow Mixed by Gen Z on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, as well as podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for all of your support. And remember, stay young, stay curious, and stay trending, of course. See you next time. Bye.